How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Waterfowl 365. I am your host, Chris Adams. Um, if you're not following along with us on social media, check out BTBN, Facebook, Instagram, all of that good stuff. Uh, if you want to get yourself a paperweight, check out Unstable Calls. Same thing. Freaking Instagram, Facebook, that good stuff. Um, man, it's Saturday. It's rainy here. It's the best time to do a podcast. It's been super hot. Could use uh, some rain to cool everything down. Uh, make the shop time a little bit nicer. It's been so hot. You know, you just get out there and you turn and everything sticks to you. And you just feel like you got another layer of clothes on because you got all this dust caked up on you. So, you know, could use some cool weather. I got like two weeks I'm going on vacation pretty stoked about it got a kids birthday parties got a fourth of July coming up in a week just a uh, a big time coming up working on a uh, fourth of July call making it into a design I have not seen used yet so I'm pretty stoked about that probably drop that here in the next week or so so you guys can have a chance to uh, get you a really cool looking paperweight Anyway, enough rambling on. Today, I have a returning guest to the podcast. It's been about a year since I've had him on. He was a participant in the head-to-head BTB and Callmaker Challenge. He was a uh, a big catalyst also in the Callmaker Classic. He's pretty much running the show in the Callmaker Classic and arranging that. So, without further ado, Mr. Sean Lynn. Sean, what's up, brother? How are you? Hey, man. I'm just hanging out. What's up? <laughs> Doing the same thing, man. We were talking right beforehand and uh, just waking up, getting moving around this morning, eating some freaking eggs and drinking some coffee and trying to figure out what this jacked up day is going to look like. Oh, yeah. It's already hot and muggy here. And uh, I think we got the slip and slide, the kiddie pool, the sprinkler. And God knows what else, uh, getting ready to be used. <laughs> See, we have a forecast of rain for like the next 48 hours, and it downpoured for like 20 minutes, and now it's sunny. It's like, I want to go to the lake because it's the weekend and it's 90 degrees, but it's far enough, just far enough away to be real inconvenient if that happened while you're down there. Oh, yeah. It's a, uh, I don't know, there's not a lake close to me. There's a bunch of rivers. We'll go get some uh, sandbar or something. Hell yeah, dude. We uh, we found a spot like that uh, a couple weekends ago. We went to the lake on Saturday, and it was a zoo. And, uh, you know, we still had a good time, but it was just overloaded with people. It was Memorial Day weekend of all places, of course. And uh, then we went out to a river that's like 15 minutes from the house and found a spot where we saw two people all day. It was like, this is where it's at, you know. Oh yeah, and the rivers, uh, the the rivers that are close to here that I hunt, they don't have uh, you know heavy current going on, so not even that big of a deal. You can go find a sandbar and get in between some sandbars, and it's like knee deep, yeah, shin deep, something like that. So the kiddos love it. Yeah, and you throw a freaking uh, little lawn chair out in there, and you just sit in the river and hang out and watch uh-huh. the play. Oh, shoot, yeah, and then somebody does drive by that's fishing, they're like, look at these guys, I'm like, hey, mind your business, boy. <laughs> yeah, you must not be from around here. <laughs> yeah. That's how or we they know that, or they know me, and they're like, oh, God, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's so. what's up, man. Dude, I found out after I got back last month that I missed you at the Call Nuts Classic. Like, I didn't see you there, and they were like, oh, yeah, Sean was there, uh, like, you were literally there like an hour after I left. You mean you mean Colin Palooza? Hmm. That's what I meant. We were talking about Colin <laughs> Yeah, man. Like I, I felt bad for the people that I did know because I had worked the night before, and then had, had made the decision that I wasn't going to be able to go. And then at like two in the morning, I was like, you know what? Yep, I'm going. I'm, I'm going to do this. We're going to go. And showed up. And, like, I mean, I knew I was a zombie, so, <laughs> you know, three or four Monster Energy drinks later, let's get this party kick-started. But, like, different spurts throughout the day, I felt myself going back into zombie mode. <laughs> and everybody was like, man, are you okay? And I'm like, 
man, I'm here and I'm just chilling. We're gonna get some ducks in here here in a little bit. Just just give me a minute. <laughs> you and, just have uh, one of those random like twitches. And you're like, oh god. Huh. Oh yeah, and it was. I think I went 28, almost 30 hours, no sleep. So oh. it was crazy. Uh, but yeah, man, that was a that was a good time down there. Got to catch up with everybody and see everybody and hell with me you never know what's gonna happen uh i don't know i'm pretty out there but it's all good (laughs) i told it on one of my other uh pods i can't remember who i was talking to maybe brian uh was the interesting part was meeting people that i've talked to like this but never met face to face and then like having that light bulb moment click of oh you're this person like did you have any of those while you're down there or were oh, you too tired to know oh it? yeah i i even put a disclaimer out before i went to um bass drop or the cut down contest and then again before squad fest in missouri if i've conversated with you come say hello because i do not stalk facebook profile so i may not know what you look like in person but we talk all the time because I got down there and I was like, this guy just walked up to me and said hello. And I carried on a conversation with him. But I, I don't know who this is. And it was killing me. Um, so I felt really bad. So I started putting disclaimers out like, hey, introduce yourself. Everybody, I feel like, pretty much knows me because I'm out there enough. <laughs> but I may not know you because I don't see you. Yeah. So yeah, it, there was a few of those moments. Yeah, exactly, man. It was, uh, it was pretty wild. And people would introduce themselves first name only or be like hey i'm you know i came up here with uh you know somebody else's just first name and going through the call maker world it's always like you refer to everybody by their last name you know most of the time and except for you guys because you're brothers but uh you know everybody's like oh that's a that's a raggio call that's a thompson call or something like that and when somebody comes up they're like oh yeah hey what's going on man you know my name's josh i'm like josh Josh who? <laughs> you know, if you don't know their face. Yeah, that's kind of the way it was, man. Uh, I wore one of my call shirts just to try to maybe give somebody an idea if they heard of me, whatever. Hell, people probably talk about me. God, you've heard, somebody's heard something. Or they've seen me on call nuts a million times, either making myself look like a weirdo or just having fun, as I always do. But it was good to meet some, put some faces with some names and stuff that I won't forget next time because I never forget a face. <laughs> well, I may be like, "Are you, are you Charles, Ricky?" Oh well, it was close. Hey, how's it going? You know, <laughs> right? I know you from somewhere, man. I, I promise me, I oh, know yeah. you. Um, you you mentioned the uh, dive bomb squad fest, dude. I wanted to go to that, and it ended up being on my youngest daughter's birthday. So. I, uh, obviously I didn't. We had a birthday party instead. What was that experience like? Man, that was a pretty cool little deal. You know, I did contest calling back in the 2000s, um, Main Street style. Um, trying to get kickstarted back into this, but it's, it's like everything that I'm not used to. So it's a different thing. So I'm trying to see what's out there. Squad Fest, I was just like, well, hey, it's four hours away. I'll zip up there. And was actually pretty shocked with it. It was a pretty cool little deal. Now, it was hot as crap. Um, but it was a pretty cool little deal. I think next year it's going to be even bigger. I think this year was kind of that, let's see how it goes. Um, but really cool deal. Like, I'd go back in a heartbeat. It's pretty wild, man. Like, outside of stuck art and stuff like that, it really, looking and hearing from all the reviews, it looks like it became like a, well, stuck art and then Easton, of course. Obviously, worlds are going to be different. But uh, it really looked like, man, they kind of are trying to set the standard for bringing back like a outdoor expo type experience because that stuff has been dying out for years and years and years and with us not having anything for the last year and a half like it was cool to see it be that big and like contest to be put on again yeah and you know and that's where the Coleman's classic started last year was everything was canceled so it was like well we need to do something um I'm just a competitive spirit guy, and I don't mean disrespect to anybody, but to go up to the dive bomb and seeing all this other uh, COVID stuff kind of basically ending, you know, we need to get something kickstarted. Everything needs to fire back up and just be the norm. But I did like how it was, like you said, it's more of an expo, but with enough calling contests that it's going to draw people there. It's not like it's a, there's one contest, it's a qualifier, 
come join us that's it like it was an all day it started at i think nine o'clock that morning and it went through late afternoon so there was contest calling all day long yeah and they had so much other stuff going on you know like cornhole and stuff like that that you know there's flavor for everybody you can bring your family out and uh I don't know. It just looked really cool. I was I was bummed to miss it for sure, but obviously family takes priority for a birthday. But oh yeah, uh, yeah, it, it looked really really cool, man. So that you, cornhole contest was hands down the biggest one I had ever seen. Like they had a huge billboard up on the wall, and I didn't realize that many people played cornhole. And I'm like, no, nah, man, I got one bad eye. I have no gas perception. <laughs> like I'm not throwing things at a board, <laughs> right? You know? Oh, right, so, and I'm I'm way too sober to play cornhole competitively right now, and I don't feel like being this way in the middle of the day. Oh, they had them beers serving pretty early in the morning, so I don't know. Some people weren't over there kind of staggering trying to toss a bag. I don't know. <laughs> I know I hit my first one, I think, at 9.30 that morning because it was hot. <laughs> when I was uh, in the Navy, man, we used to set up cornhole boards up on topside and stuff like that. And, of course, we couldn't drink out to sea or anything like that. And... Uh, you know, you'd have, obviously, the ships rocking back and forth, but you'd be playing. I'm like, dude, I am doing terrible. And I was like, hold on, let me put a cup in my other hand. Even though there's nothing in here, I just got to get my center of gravity correct. Yeah, you got to get that balance going, I guess. <laughs> but I, I couldn't really, I didn't, I just, I guess I didn't realize that many people played cornhole. And then you watch them for about 10 minutes, and you're like, man, these these guys must do this stuff, like, every day. Dude, it's the same way. It's the same way as competition callers are out there. There's freaking cornhole players that nobody has ever even heard of that sit around with their buddies on freaking weekend nights and just freaking toss cornhole in their backyard around a barbecue and take that stuff serious. Oh yeah, and if you watch the ones that are just doing it to have something to do, they throw a beanbag. You watch the ones that are sitting there and balancing that bag in their hand and flipping it around and doing that spinny stuff that's the guy like i don't want to play that guy (laughs) right right you see the difference of somebody who like you know is like me where i just think that i can play it will uh and don't have boards at my house or anything crazy like that like a lot of people do and you're like hey i made two out of three in on this one awesome and then you see the guys who set up a freaking wall around the freaking hole and then on their last bag knock everything in and knock the other guys away i'm like Okay, there are levels to this game right here. Oh yeah, I, I just I guess seeing it in person on that big of a stage, and it wasn't even but like maybe five or six um, different lanes set up for that. But it was the amount of people. I said, my goodness! But I think they had a really good payout for that too. So that was, I think it's it's what it's what made that whole thing come together. Was it was they didn't say we want to do just this. They kind of left it open. And I think next year it's going to blow some socks off and be like, hey, this is where you want to go if you're going to do one thing this year. Like, come come back and check this out. Well, yeah, and the cool thing about it being in St. Louis, man, is it's so convenient. Like, um, Stuttgart, you know, obviously has all the history and stuff like that. Um, Kansas City's not bad. You know, you got the Rogers, stuff like that, and it always has a big turnout. St. Louis is so convenient because it's right on that Mississippi flyway. You're four hours from, you know, northern Arkansas, the the golden area of freaking duck hunting. Missouri's pretty solid. You got airport that's super close. You got highways. Like, it just seems like a really convenient location where Stuttgart, you know, you're even if you fly into Jonesboro or something like that, you're still driving a ways. Well, yeah, think about it like this. Stuttgart, call it the duck capital of the world, whatever you want to call it. You go to Stuttgart, and what is there? You have R&T, and you have Max Prairie Wings. That's it. If you go there any time outside of duck season, that's all you're really going to experience in my book. There may be a few other things. You go to St. Louis, and you want to bring the family, and you wanted to go, let's just say you went to the Die Bob contest on Saturday. You just said, well, we're going to make a weekend out of this. You know, the zoo is right there. The arch is right there. So there's like way more of a family environment that you could do the day before, the day after, and make a weekend out of it instead of, hey, I'm heading down to Stuttgart. It's going to be a kind of a small get-together. There's really not much to do except stand around and talk kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. It's like it's great for guys like us who I'm perfectly content with hanging out, but when you start bringing the family along, yeah, they're, uh, after about an hour of Callapalooza, they were all kind of like, all right, uh, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? I was like, I just started talking to people. I haven't talked to this guy, that guy, this guy. And they're like, well, 
we're done. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, like that was going to real foot. You know, I told the wife, I said, you and the kids can come. I said, but I'm just going to give you a heads up. There ain't nothing to do. We stand around and we talk because we don't see each other every other week, every month. That's all there is to do. So if you want to come get away, sure. But I'm just giving you a heads up. Like, there's nothing to do. <laughs> so, you know, come at your own risk. And it's far enough away from anywhere that it's like there's no city to go in relief. Like, you're not going to go find a movie theater to watch a movie while we're uh, out here doing our thing. <laughs> like, Oh, yeah. And it's like, well, what is that thing? It's like we're like we're sitting in lawn chairs. We're, we're kicking back, talking, telling stories. or And, I mean, basically, like we're hammering down duck calls just because we can. And it's not because we're showing off. We're just blowing duck calls because it's what we do. You know, it's what brought us together and things like that. So, um, I think the wife and kids are going to come this year, but I think they're just going to come up on the last day and then spend the night, and then we can do something maybe on Sunday. But there's just not much to do, but I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world either. Yeah, absolutely, man. You uh, you brought up the Call Nuts Classic from last year, man. So you said it, you know, because there was nothing really going on and trying to find something to keep competition going on. I don't know if we talked about it on your last podcast a year ago. Do you remember? I think we briefly mentioned it, um, but no, um, the Colonel's Classic, so get past the name. It's just a work and call contest. I wanted to do something because I'm competitive in spirit, and I stayed away from competition for years. I just sit here, I make a hunting call, went to Real Foot, entered the amateur, and was like, hey, this is kind of fun, but it's only because, well, you know, I'm competing with other like-minded people. So you do that, and then you get used to it, and everything is going on, and then all of a sudden there's nothing to do. And I'm like, but I wanna, I'm working on a new call. I want to see what people think about it. And it was like, threw the idea around, tossed it around. People started talking a little bit, and I was like, well, let me, let me see what I can get organized, right? Mm-hmm. And there was enough interest in it, and I was like, well, we'll put some feelers out. I just didn't expect 83 different call makers to say, hey, yeah, let's do this. And I'm like, wow, okay. So that's just kind of how it started, but I didn't expect it to take off and be what it was. Um, and, I mean, it just took off from there. That's all I can say. And then this year, it's blew my doors off on, I think we're at 100, 102, 103 entries. That's insane, man. That is so crazy. <laughs> and I, I told, uh, I think it was Rusty, NWTF, it's not going to be bigger than, like, say, NWTF as a whole. But if you went with a single division work and call contest, what's bigger? Who's had bigger? Who's had a hundred entries into a contest? And I'm not trying to take away from anybody, but I'm like, who's who's done that? And it's like, I don't want credit for this. This is all the call makers making this possible by saying, heck yeah, let's do something that's just really driven by us. It's not a sanctioned. There's no there's no real gain out of this. You know, bragging rights. I guess you can talk amongst your buddies and stuff, but. It's just something to do, but I wanted to keep it interesting. Build whatever the hell you want to build for me and enter that call. And that's what it was last year. Just build me whatever. And there was a lot of people that sent prototypes in last year that looked like somebody ran over it with a Mack truck, but it sounded really good. And they were like, that's what I needed. I needed that feedback. I needed that little push to say, this is what I want to build. This is what I want to do. And it was just like, wow, you know. Yeah, it, it, and it's like you said, you, you know, it's something that was, it was fun. It was right what we needed. It was the version, Netflix version of Tiger King, right when we freaking needed it. You know, there's nothing oh, yeah. going on. The back and forth with you and Rusty and other guys jumping on there and just talking trash to each other, friendly, you know. Like, that stuff is fun, man. It, it I think it really set the standard for how... You know, some competitions are going to be done rather than just the, you know, the Easton one, which I saw that they announced they're doing again, and then uh, NWTF, and then you got some St. Charles and stuff like that. But that online version of it, because there's so many of us, I can't go to Easton. Like, I I can't pack up and travel halfway across the country. Like, I can't go to all, every event ever. And I feel that's the same with the majority of guys, man. So it gives us another outlet to do something. Well, and not just an outlet, but something that is just as interactive as you want it to be or as you not want it to be. I just want to stay active, and I'm going to go live all the time 
just little small chit chats. Hey, what's on your mind? What do you think? Oh, hey, here's what we got going here. Of course, I'm going to talk my crap to Rusty, but it's all good fun in nature, right? No disrespect right, to anybody. Right. Um, even last night, um, I had somebody message me and say, hey, are we going to have like a little side bet? And I'm like, you know what? Heck yes. Who else is doing a side bet at a competition? Let's do it, but let's make it fun. So it was like, hey, $10 buy-in. You think you can beat whoever else is in this pool, and you'll just place higher than them than in the overall results. And then I think I think we're at like nine nine people. We'll get about twenty or thirty people in that. That's just a little side bet, just for I'm going to kick your ass. Simple <laughs> as that, you know. Yeah, that's. But crazy. if I lose, then I lose, and I could care less. I lost to somebody that was really good. You know what I mean? There's no there's no harm, no foul. No, oh, yeah, absolutely. So uh, this year you're doing a different format. Last year it was uh, send the call in. Mingo ran, you know, a routine on it. And it, the votes were based off of videos? Yeah, so reached out to Mingo. Mingo, um, I have a friendship relationship basis uh, with him. I know him, met him many a times, laid back, hands down on any given day, if you ask me, top five, top three in the world, running any duck call, any format, any day. He could pick up a kazoo and pull in a mallard. He's just that good. And it was... If we used, if, I, if, if Mingo blew him, he would run the hell out of him, no bias, no nothing, but he would push the calls to the limits where a Joe Blow may not be able to get that out of his call. So it gave an idea and it gave an equal playing field as to who had the best sound of call. So this year, how do you throw a wrench in there and make it even better? Because I had a few people say, but I don't build a stage call. Well, Mingo didn't run it like a stage call, but he pushed it to the limits to get what he could out of it. So me and Rusty got to talking. We've talked kind of throughout the end of last year, beginning of this year. How do we how do we put a different spin on this? How do we get more people involved but make it more interesting? In the idea of pro and a Joe blow the call, maybe that guy that builds a hunting call, we need a Joe blowing that that just runs hunting style, um, out in the woods, out in the blind, he's not going to push it like a stage call, but he can run just as good, right? Right, right. So the concept, pro versus Joe. Well, logistically, since this is online, we have no time frame. Now, I'm trying to stick to a, oh, a pretty good, like, here's when we want to do this, here's when it's going to do this, just to try to give people that ballpark idea. Um, but... We're going to run it two different styles. The pro this year, Seth Fields, again, top five, top three in the world on any given day. He's going to run the hell out of these calls. And he's going to push them to their limits. We're going to post those video sound files up. I won't even know the order they're running them because I don't want to know where my call's at. Then we will post those up and he will ship those calls to our Joe, which I'll announce Monday night. He's going to run them. And it'll be, oh, about a week, maybe two weeks tops, gap in between there. We're going to post his sound files. When we get those posted and we vote on it, we're going to tally the votes together, and that's going to be your Collins Classic winner, but you're going to have two different sides of it, and they're going to run them in two different orders. So call number one that Seth runs won't be call number one that the Joe blows. So say um, say you had like the winner of the pro side of it was like got sixty five votes or whatever something like that, yep. and then he goes to the Joe side and somebody else gets sixty five votes. Say like there's a weird like uh, you know weird way to where they both end up with the same amount of votes, but each one of them won a different side. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. What's the so, what's the contingency, so- brother? All right, so kind of like last year, I think it was Rob Zudermeister and Will Shelley ended up in a tie. That was the only tie we had. And in my head, I was thinking, like, man, if we have some ties, how are we going to do this? So I put it <laughs> right. out there. Any Anything out of the top seven or eight, if you tied, there could be three tenth places or four fourteenth places because at that point, you know, you really want to just define your top, say, six or seven, whatever. Right. But it was okay to tie with somebody. Um, 
So this year, that's kind of how we're going to do it again. So let's just say you yourself, let's say you submit a call. You go on the pro side and you get 50 votes and you get 25 on the Joe side. So that puts you at a cumulative score of 75. Yep. My call gets 25 on the pro, 50 on the Joe, and we end up at a tie. Then we're going to repost just the tie if it's in the top, um, probably top 10, maybe top 7. We're just going to resubmit those and say, now then, all of you guys only get to pick between the two. Who's going to win this thing? And then you won't have a tie. But, again, I haven't looked to see. Um, I'm waiting on the rest of – I'm basically putting the prize pool together on how we're going to pay this out. And then I'll decide how far down we're going to place. Probably 7, 7 through 10. Because so many more people came forward this year and was like, hey, I want to I want to give I want to I want to add to this. I want to make this even bigger. And I'm like, yeah, man, whatever you want to do, I'm, I'm game for it. You know, what would be really cool is if there was a tie for like a top three position and you wanted to do a uh, that last minute runoff is they could run their own routine and that would be the final deciding factor. Yeah. So there's a lot of people. Um, that have threw that out there, you should have to run your own call. I agree with that. Um, some people can't run a call as good as the other. I could argue that if you build a call, you should be able to semi, you know, you should be able to run it to a certain extent. Maybe not as good as a contest caller or a guy that's been blowing it 50 years, but you should be able to run it and get some sounds out of it. No, yeah, um, let's face it. There's only about five people on, you know, Earth right now that can blow it as good as Domingo or Seth. So I don't, you know, those are things that we've talked about. Um, and I may, I may still put some feelers out like, hey, this year, if we have a tiebreaker, what would you guys like to see? That's what's going to make the classic stick around and keep itself different from anything else going on is it's the interactive feedback. What would you guys like to see? How would you like to see it, you know, change, be better, evolve, be that contest that everybody says, man, I don't care what I do this year, but I'm going to be in the Conance Classic because – it's going to be a boatload of fun, and I have an opinion or I have a voice in it to help maybe, possibly, well, I'd like to see it like this. Okay, well, let's see what we can do with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. There's there's so many different things that you have to think of and uh, try to figure out, and it's funny when little things arise that you didn't even plan for. Like, uh, you know, this, this thing happened. It's like, well, what are we going to do here now, Bob? And I'm like... You're going to have to get back to me. i, I got to put some thought in this, you know? Yeah, and that's what we've done since last year was like, all right, so I don't want to say problems, but what, what arose that challenged us a little bit? And it was like, how do we build off of that so we maybe don't see it again or we're ready for it or how do we put a different spin to keep everybody going, I like that. This is fair. It is as fair as can be. But how do we keep everybody going, yes, I want to do that. Hey, this sounds interesting. I'd like to see how this plays out. Yeah. So again, that's what this classic I want it to be is because it's for the call makers. It's not for a boatload of money or I'm going to win the biggest thing ever. It's for the call makers. So um, was speaking with uh, Alan Whitson the other day and was like, "Hey man," I said, "Would you like to join in on the classic with us this year?" And he was like, "Well, I don't get on Facebook much. You know what is it?" And it didn't really take much explaining. And he was like, "Man, I'm on board with it. You know, hey, I, I want to do this." People like that saying. That's as good as it gets. Yes, let's be a part of it. Because, again, the overall, at the end of the day, when this is all said and done, doesn't matter who wins first, who wins last, we're going to go back, we're going to raffle the calls off, and get back to St. Jude's. That is the ultimate end-all. That, that may puts the icing on the cake. Yeah, absolutely, man. It uh, it's, it's very, you know, it's cool to see the turnout and for what people come together to do that stuff because you know that's giving back and uh you know giving the money to st jude's is is amazing and to see the amount of people that donate to do that is always just it blows my mind when you see one of those things you know somebody has a problem and the community comes together and helps everybody out it just it always shocks me how crazy you know that some the amount of funds that we can raise as a community together if that makes sense Oh, yeah. And again, you know, the only the only two people that are going to make a dollar on the Colonist Classic are the two people that we're going to have run the calls. And they should be rewarded for their time because, like this year, that's 100 duck calls. I would blow them and wouldn't want a dollar. I love running duck calls. 
But it's that way of saying, here, do this for us and give us the best you got. So that's why we picked who we picked. And those are the only people making a dollar on it. Every bit of that is going back to the call makers as a cash payout. Uh, I don't know if we're going to do one through three, one through five. You know, obviously, first place is going to get the biggest cash payout on that. But it's all back to the call makers. Nobody's really making a dollar off this thing. Nothing. So that's what, you know, some people have argued. Well, we don't. I don't like NWTF. They just put the money in their pockets. Who cares what they do with it? Just do it for fun, you know? So that's what I wanted to make sure was nobody was making money off this. This is driven by the call makers, and it's given back to them. I've said that probably a million times already. Yeah, but I that, always want that to stay the focus of it is it's for the call makers. Yeah, that was my goal, man. When we did the uh, head-to-head last year, Mingo won the whole thing, all the entry fees. And you guys got together and threw some money my way as like a thank you, and I appreciated the hell out of it. But uh, I wanted, uh, you know, the pot grand prize was, you know, the entry fees. That's all going to the winner. And yeah. uh, it, it feels so much better as a participant of a contest where it's like, hey, you have to submit $50 to enter this thing. Uh, but, you know, there's 100 people entering it. So what is that, $5,000? But the grand prize is $1,000 and second place is $500. i am like, wait, I know I'm just a simple guy here, but what? Where's the rest of it going? <laughs> hey, a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. That's what I say. Right. I talk so much smack, but at the end of the day, like, I'm just like, man, if I pull this off, like, heck yeah. But I'm realistic going, I'm a good donator. You know, it is what it is. I've got, I've, I've spent money on stuff that didn't even reward as much as me being able to run a call for, for 90 seconds. So, but yeah, man, that's, that's what it's going to be. But... The amount of people that hit me in the off time said, hey, I want to give to the Connors Classic. Hey, can I can I give this? Has been like, whoa, okay. Well, yeah, let me reach out to you when we get ready to kickstart this. So right now, it's already almost double what it was last year and what I'm going to give back to the guys. I can't announce it just yet because I'm trying to work out some final details, but we're talking, whoa. Like, nobody gives this back. So, again, this is what's going to make this the contest to go to, to be a part of, because you don't know you don't know what you're going to get out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's freaking crazy. And it's cool to see the amount of people that have, you know, sidelined. People that aren't even entering the contest, like you were saying, you know, like support and uh, help grow the thing. Like, it, it's super wild. Well, and I'll, I'll give a little sneak peek. I'm not going to promise anything, but I'm in talks right now with Boss Shot Shells. If that gives you an idea of the level I'm trying to take this to. Hell yeah. So no no guarantees, but I've reached out and been talking to a lot of people saying, hey, this is where it's at. But stressing to each person, nobody's making money off this. This is a 100% give it back, make it something interesting, keep it interesting. And, you know, me and, uh, me and old Rusty, our little uh, back and forth has just begun, so wait for some videos to pop up on that. But good guy, couldn't imagine doing it with anybody else because I could say whatever, and he goes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, I think, like I said, we're, we're at like 100, 103, 105. I haven't done the official. I did a tally, and I knew we hit 100, and I think there's been a few more jump on board since. So, find me a contest that's got a huge playing field to really see where do you stand with your call. And if you don't land where you want it to, say you finish in 60th place. Well, okay. For me, that would make me hungry as hell. And now i got to go back to the drawing board. What do I want to do to try to step it up? Not to be better, but to be as good as the people that I look at and go, that guy builds a fine duck call. That's sounding that he's got a great sounding duck call. You know, what do I do to be up there with those guys? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. What are, uh, what regulations as far as what you're making this year? Is it just completely open call? Send it in? Just judging the the run. So we didn't, we didn't change that from last year because I wanted, I hate when you, somebody says, well, does it have to be wood? Does it have to be this? Some people don't like turning acrylic. Some people don't like turning wood. 
Um, you build me whatever you want to build, whatever you feel is the best representation of what you make in a call, whether that's G10, acrylic, Corian, wood. I could care less. You want to build it out of a matchstick box and some candle wax. I don't care. Whatever you make, you send it, and that's what you're going to enter. Um, whether it's a lower-volume call, the mid-range call, which I feel is probably 90% of your call makers, or a screamer. It doesn't matter. It's going to get ran accordingly. Send it in, and that is your entry. So there's no, i got to build a wood call, but I don't like working with hedge. I'm allergic to black wood. It lets you do whatever you want to do, so it's wide open. Yeah, that was one of the things with the head-to-head, man. Uh, I wanted to go. I wanted to do, the, you know, a contest, but make it different than yours. And uh, that was the goal was to make it different. And the the biggest factor, obviously, with the head-to-head was having callmakers run their own routines, and uh, to be judged by Corey Neekum, who was, you know, up there with Seth and Domingo as the best oh, yeah. meat callers, you know, of our modern time, and. That was one of the big things, but I wanted it to be um, the creativity side of things. Like, hey, here's the materials we're using. Show me something. Be creative with it. So it was uh, trying to be very specific where yours is a little more open, but I ran into the same problems. It's like, hey, I'm allergic to this wood. You know, it's like, okay, what can we all agree upon is a secondary type choice that we can come up with. Yeah, and, you know, if you look at other contests, and I'm not one of those that bitch. I don't care. If I enter a contest, I know what the rules are. Um, You follow those rules, and you agree to those rules, no matter what the outcome is. But there's always somebody that's going to complain. It happens in every crowd. (laughs) So last year, I put it out there up front. If you complain, gripe, B-I-T-C-H, snarl, whatever, don't enter the thing, and then your your input is is useless, right? But if you enter, then you, you agree to the terms and that's how we're going to run it. Then to see the um, the World Championship call-making contest going with a similar style format, like you can't shape the barrel, you can't shape the insert, we want you to cut your tone board, send it in. You can't get more unbiased than that. Like, that's as unbiased as can be. Um, so kind of with the Conance Classic, it's you're just going to get a blacked-out video with a sound file. You don't know whose it is. You're voting on strictly the sound of it, and that's who's going to win, and that's what keeps it different than, say, NWTF. I guess somebody could argue, well, this person didn't like me, and when they got to my call, they didn't run it that good. You know, somebody could complain that, I guess. The Thomas Classic, you, you, you can't complain because you don't know which one's which. You have no clue whatsoever. You just have to go with how does it sound to you. And it was crazy because last year people didn't even vote on their own call. Well, right, and you yeah. had uh... – Ryan Douglas was a winner, right? Oh, Ryan Douglas, man. So I was talking to Rusty, and I built it up, and I said, I'm not going to give the results until 100 people were watching the video. So as soon as I got 100 on, I started going with top 10, and I was listing them all. And I remember him telling me when I got to, I had told who won second place, he said that Ryan was just kind of like, well, I guess I just didn't finish good at all. But then when I threw his name out there, he was like, what? No, no. And I was like, yeah, man, it's based on sound. Like, nobody saw that coming, and everybody labeled him the caboose, you know? Yeah, that was the coolest part of it, was you had no idea. You know, you have some names in there, guys that have been doing it forever, and you're like, oh, this guy's got titles for titles and titles. And then Ryan came out and freaking, you know, knocked that thing out of the park, and you're like, holy cow, that's you know, awesome. Ryan's a super good dude, but it's uh, it was cool to see, you know, how unbiased it is when you have a guy come out of left field and just freaking steal that thing. Oh, yeah, and, uh, you know, again, keeping it interactive, keeping it fun and interesting was like when we were all conversating and we knew who placed what, or before we even knew who placed what, and I'm sitting back knowing who's calls which, so I knew who was the first out of the gate, but I've, everything's got a lid on it. But people were like, man, I, I'm going to do a trade call with number number 49 because that call sounds fantastic. That was like, you don't even care who it is. You want to do a trade with that guy based on sound. That's, again, it added another element of this is different. Whoever wins NWTF, hats off to them, and so be it. But when you're wanting 
a call from somebody and you have no idea who the heck it is and it's just because it sounds good, that makes it interesting. So that was another little, wow, okay. Well, yeah. And it opened eyes, it opened eyes to people that haven't heard this guy's call ran the way it was or heard it sound the way it did or maybe maybe Ryan can or can't run it like Mingo or maybe he can run it better, you know. But that alone pushed it out there saying, hey, this call is capable of running like this. Here it is. And that's what was crazy. Well, yeah, it, it helps out the call makers so much, man. Like um, when I was down, you know, at Call Blues and I met Joey for the first time, he was like, yeah, man, I, uh, I've gone full time since then. And I was like, dude, that's awesome. He's like, it has a lot to do with the competition and, you know, us talking, podcasting and stuff like that. He's like, so I just want to say thank you because I really appreciate it. And I was like, dude, that was not like that's a byproduct of the thing. It's all you. I'm just out here, you know, just sharing stuff for entertainment purposes. But uh, that's the cool side of it that uh, you can help out people with. Yeah, and, you know, I've, I've asked, been asked a couple of times last year, well, why didn't I enter it? Well, me and Mingo didn't enter it because it was kind of a spur of the moment, and I wanted to keep it where it didn't feel like, well, if we enter it, do we win, do we not win? Like, hey, we're going to stay out of this. Let's just see how far it goes. And this year I was like, well, I'll throw my name into the hat, but what do I get out of it? It's my way of giving back to everybody that I've ever met, anybody in the call community, but it's not giving you tips or how do I do this. It's just giving back to you guys, the call community itself, saying, hey, here's a platform. It's as fair as can be. Do what you want with it. Uh, make it what you want it to be. Get feedback, not get feedback. You know, it's only made to, to lift up any call maker that's struggling to find that sound or want some good feedback that's that's my give back and that's what i get out of it yeah it um it builds the excitement around the call making community and that's something that i feel like the the calling community you know with what happened at dive bomb everybody got excited about it again you know they they did some online stuff over the last year for calling contests and stuff and those were great and uh the stuff like this, it builds excitement. Like, that's what keeps pushing everything forward and entertaining. Because you know how it is, man. I can't remember. Maybe it was during season, like, Call Nuts had become pretty stale. Like, you were just seeing posts uh, from guys, and you're like, hey, this is what I finished today. It's over. Like, there was a dead period of time. And it's probably because everybody was just busy. But there was a dead period. And it was like, dude, six months ago when the Classic was going on, like, there was excitement. Everything was going on. And uh, you know how it is. It just gets a lull sometimes. So it's like this bounces it back up and builds up that excitement again. Yeah, so another spin to make it even better was Rusty said, what if we did a sweetest build and that was part of the entry fee. And I was like, okay, you know, explain that. He said, doesn't matter if it's got a million inlays or if it's as classy as an African blackwood with a copper band. Who has the sweetest build of a call? So when this is over, I will take pictures. Or I'm actually taking pictures now as they arrive. We're going to post those up and let the colonists community go, who's got the sweetest build of a call for this contest? That person wins three bucks for every entry fee entered. And that's part of the entry fee is three bucks goes to the sweetest build. So it's kind of like a little side wager again. Maybe that guy that built a hedge call with a brass band, they say, man, you can't get classier than that. That's my personal favorite. That gets my vote. This guy over here has got a million inlays. He put some work in it. That's my thing. I'm going to vote for this guy. So it's another little side way to say, hey, build me the sweetest call you possibly can and make it interesting. But be different. Be Do something that you don't normally do because your sound is still the same. Yeah, it gives a little incentivation. It incentivizes. Incentivation. I don't think that's a word. But uh, it incentivizes guys to, uh, you know, like you said, you can have a one material thing, just a standard call and be st- a super clean classy everybody loves it and that might end up stealing it but it incentivizes you from not like finding a scrap piece of material and just throwing it on there and uh you know putting a acrylic tone board on there like well it kind of looks like hammered crap but uh you know this is good to go yeah and i didn't want to take that away from people that maybe have a prototype that they've been working on and they want to see where it stands 
but it's it's uh it's almost kind of like we drug another category into it and it's just a small little hey build me the sweetest call doesn't matter what it's made out of again but put some creativity into it and you might just win the sweetest build which is a whole nother if you ask me it's like a little mini bargain rights hey guys like i got the sweetest build i've got a plaque built just for the sweetest build winner yeah, yeah. So, I don't. I don't know. feel like it takes away from the sound aspect of it at all. It's like its own separate competition within the competition. Yeah, and again, it, 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 if you go out there and you say, if you are that guy that just says, "All right, I'm going to build the call because I want to see where I stand," okay. But you're that guy going, "Hey, this is my opportunity to take two different things and cash it into one and see where you know see where I go with this." And and again, that's what made it even better and bigger than last year. And it wasn't because we put nine million hours of thoughts into it. It was like Rusty's like, well, let's just do the sweetest build. You know, I may not win the best sound, but I mean, I've got a pretty complex build, or I've got a the most classic build ever, Coca Cola Ivory, or something like that. So again, it's just another added spin, and I think that's what drove it crazy. And uh, you know, we ended up with over a hundred entries this year, and still got a few people. I'm trying to get on board in the next couple of days before I shut registration down. When's the uh, when's the cutoff date for that? So Sunday night midnight, I'm gonna cut registration off. What um, what date is that for anybody? I'm mean, obviously if you don't get it in. Oh uh, no! What's today? It's today the 26th. 26th, I think. Yeah. So the 27th of June. Yep. I'm gonna cut the registration off. That's how many people are gonna enter. Um, and then calls to me by July 24th. And I think from the time we started that, it was like right at seven and a half weeks to build me a call. Okay, so, so I'm I'm a little bit special. I might be over analyzing it. Midnight, like not tonight, midnight, because I think technically midnight for Sunday is in like eight hours tonight or whatever that is. You're yeah, talking... no, tomorrow, tomorrow night at midnight. Okay, so the end of Sunday night by midnight, eleven fifty nine. That's yep. when your cutoff is. Yeah, and I figure if uh, if anybody's still on the fence, they're going to stay on the fence. I just wanted to really get out. If you're on the fence, get the hell off of it <laughs> and join this thing. The work, what do you have to lose versus what do you have to gain? You know, I think what callmakers gained last year was a, well, hey, I want to call from this guy. Hey, I want to call from this guy. You know, it just keeps everything active in between and behind the scenes that you don't see or builds a new relationship or, again, it just keeps giving. And that's what makes this one, I feel like this contest will keep setting itself apart from all the rest of them. Even if it was only 50 entries, it would still set itself apart on what we're doing it and how we're doing it. Yeah. What's the uh, the entry fee for somebody who might be on the fence listening and want to know? So, 35 bucks this year. Last year we did 20 Kept it simple. This year, doing the pro and the Joe, there's going to be a little bit more logistics involved. So, we said, look, we're going to do 35 We're going to do goods and services because last year that was a lot of money to receive as friends and family. And PayPal, I don't want them flagging anything. Um, $3 is the sweetest build. $5 of it was just to get your call back to you if you want it. I've got crush proof boxes. Anything that's not spent logistically goes back into the pot. So I'll have the receipts to show here's the actual payout once the calls get back to me. And then I can say, all right, now, first place, cash payout is, uh, throw a number out there, 700 bucks, right? And then so on and so on, just to show everybody, hey, this is where it is. This is what we spent to get up to here, to here, to here, and back. I mean, we're shipping 105 calls. I'm not going to put them all in the same box. Yeah, right, right, um, exactly. That's a big-ass box. Yeah, if that thing but goes it's missing, take a little holy bit cow. Of, you know, it's going to take a little bit of money to ship them logistically, but I've got some ideas of what it was going to cost, and that's why we went with the 35 $10 just goes straight into the pot, right? We're going to divvy that out, um, and then... That's just kind of how it is. It's $5 to the pro, $5 to the Joe. Um, I'll cut them a cashier's check, send it to them, and say, hey, thank you for your time. And that's where, that's where it all goes. So really transparent with how this is going, where it's going, anything like that. But it's 35 bucks. The only two people making money on it are the pro and the Joe, and that's 5 bucks a call. I love it, man. You have, uh, you have put some thought into it. You and Rusty are freaking killing it, man. Um, we'll get this thing up today. It is 11.35 now, so I'll have it up there by noon so people can uh, get out there and listen. And, uh, man, I just really appreciate it. you coming on here. I know you you had to work and a little bit tired, but trying to get, you know, a, according to the weekend. And um, I don't know what the hell I just said right there. Anyway, um, 
Dude, I want to get you back on here at some point, and we can talk your calls. But uh, obviously, right now we're pushing the classic. Oh um, yeah, man. That's, but, uh, that's where all of my attention is. Like, I have a few call builds left to get done. I've got some trade calls I need to finish up for some folks. Um, if you see a call out of my hands personally in the next couple of months, it'll probably be here, yonder, there, because everything I've got is going back into this classic, keeping everybody entertained, interested, keeping it fun. And then again, like I said last night, the side bet. So kind of watch that one unfold because <laughs> – there's a little bit of brother rivalry going on, and then, you know, I'm just going to be like, boys, I mean, you can't hang with me. It's all good, <laughs> but it's all good and fun, and it keeps you, well, what is this guy? Oh, I got to see, has he posted anything today? What's going on? You know, that's the biggest, it's just something fun for me to do, and I hope everybody else enjoys it too. Yeah, absolutely, buddy. I, I appreciate it, and I know all the call makers appreciate what you're doing for this thing, man. They the people don't see the behind the scenes of the logistics like you were talking about. And I know from just the very small one that we did last fall that it is a logistical nightmare. And uh, there's a lot of work going into it, man. So I want to say thank you for what you do for the call makers. Yeah, man. And it's just, uh, you know, whatever I can do when I can do it. And I'm sure we're already talking about next year. Like we've got to add something different, not to keep making it more complex, but, Keep evolving. Keep it just as interesting and make even more people say, I, I, I missed the last two. What the hell am I missing? I got to be in on the next one. Let's do it. And that's why this year I gave an even bigger window. There's no reason for anybody not to want to do it. If you tell me you're busy for eight weeks straight, I mean, come on. There's some time in there you're going to build something. Build me a turd. Hell, I don't care. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So... It's all good, man. All right, buddy. Well, I appreciate it, man. And, uh, dude, I hope you have a good weekend, brother. You too, man. I appreciate you having me on. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Take care, man. All right, man. All right, bye. All right, guys. Mr. Lynn, Talking Call Nuts Classic. Cutoff is tomorrow night. This will be up on Saturday. Cutoff is 11.59, midnight, Sunday. Um, Get your calls in. I'm excited to see how this thing goes. They have put a lot of time, thought, effort into this thing and just really, really taken off. I, uh, I'm going to have to message them over some uh, different stuff, some ideas that I have that they can take or throw out the window. But uh, it's so cool because they're listening to the call makers and what they want out of this thing and just really, really you know, making it grow, making it a polished product which we can all appreciate. Um, thank you for listening. If you're still tuning in, I had a weird one this week. That's why it's not out on Wednesday. Um, dude, it's just got to work with other people's schedules. So we got another one coming out next week. Um, supposed to hit up with Hunter Grounds. We will have him on soon. Um, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, all that type of stuff. If you're listening to this thing and you like it, leave me a review. I appreciate it. Uh, If you love it, tell your friends. If you hate it, tell your enemies. Have a good night.